Now our revels all are ended. Think but this and all is mended, that you have but slumbered here while these visions did appear. That was from Thriller. That was from that guy, Mr. Lee. What, light to yonder window breaks? It is the yeast. Oh, that I wore a glove upon that. Oh, God, this is going to be great. Here, have a drink and celebrate. <laughs> this is the CP Shit Show. Hey, welcome everybody to Season 4, Episode 2 of the CP Shit Show. Yeah, rest in peace, Mr. Leahy. That was uh, some great stuff you gave us over the years. Now, I got to tell you, John, it's great to hear your voice instead of Kev's in this intro. I'm sure people are getting tired of him. I uh, can't agree with you more. Now, don't get us wrong. Kev's in the episode. He's just not here today. So we're, we're kind of like kid, kids in the candy store. Dad's not home, so we can do whatever we want. Exactly. So we decided to have a poetry episode instead. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. This is the poetry episode. So listen, this is going to be a jam-packed episode. Uh, hopefully, you guys have a lot of patience. It's uh, it's going to be a very classy episode. I mean, most of them are pretty classy, right, Johnny? I would say so, depending on your definition of class. But uh, I would say they're classy for sure. Yeah, definitely. So Diamond Dave. Dave's in the house. Uh, he's been traveling around, uh, tasting different beers, as he always does. He'll be here giving us another great review. Yep, and in Kicking Around Town, I go around and interview all, well, almost all, the candidates for our upcoming municipal election. Now, we do have to apologize to you. We, we promised that we were going to have the CPSHL new president, Brendan Hines, on. But he was called to an emergency meeting tonight. What, what's going on, Johnny? Yeah. It's equalization tonight, and people are chomping at the bit. So by the time this episode comes out, all the dust will have settled for that. But hopefully we'll have them on for the next episode to give us all the juicy dirt behind what happened in equalization, which I think will be very impactful this year. Yeah, and uh, Brendan's a great guy, so we're looking forward to having a nice little talk with him. On Interview with a Person, we have a real poet in the house to break down what's poetry, why's poetry, and everything else you wanted to know about poetry. All that and more on the CP Shit, Shit Show. Show. If it hurts when you poop sometimes, like pinching off a porcupine, you're sweating, you're next to the loo. Call Ace is the brand you need to soften stools. We're all agreed. Number two should be easy to do. Trust Call Ace to soften stools with no stimulants for comfortable relief. Oh, guys, you know what's really getting on my nerves is every time I go to buy something... They give me the machine to tap, and it says, would I like to leave a tip? This sounds like another rant. <laughs> Are you talking about, like, at restaurants or? Talking about everywhere. Everywhere? Yeah, yeah, I can go. And I, I'm waiting for the gas pumps to basically say, okay, you just pumped, like, $50 worth of gas in the car. Would you like to leave the the pump a tip? No. I guess. I don't know. Like- <laughs> no, I, I hear you. And half the times I don't have my fucking cheaters with me, and I'm like, what am I supposed to press? 50%. Just, like, just, just charge me for what I owe you and leave me alone. Like It kind of makes you wonder, like, are you supposed to be tipping or something? Like, No, I, I think it. this has rocketed up during the pandemic. And uh, it used to be that 15 was like the high end. But I've seen ones now where they give you three options. And it starts at 18, yes. 18, 20, and 24. I'm like, holy Christ. Like, a quarter of my bill is for your... Well, walking to the counter, grabbing it and bringing it over. You didn't cook it. You didn't deliver it to me. You just turned around, grabbed it, and 
gave it to me. That's, yeah, that sounds like 24% to me. My whole last weekend was like 18%. Well, now it's in this, you know, you got this awkward Mexican standoff that goes down because like you ring through your sub sandwich or whatever you're doing, your, your, you know, like your crayons you bought at Staples or whatever, and they pass you the machine and you're like, they're looking at you and you're looking at them and you're thinking zero and you hit that back and then they kind of take it back. Thank you for your business. And you're thinking they're going to spit on my food or they're going to do something because like there's now an expectation. And it's places that never had it before. Like you said, if you go to Subway two years ago, they never had a tip option. Now their tip option starts at 18. You're like, wow, you guys went from zero to 60 in a heartbeat here. Yeah. What the fuck have you done for me? I mean, I walked up to the counter. I figured out what I wanted on my sub. And then you gave it to me. What did you do other than meet me two feet away in front of me? It's like after COVID, everyone like, I want my piece of the pie. I'm just going to take it. Yeah. You're going to give it. That's all there is. Is this part of the thing where it's like, well, we had to bump minimum wage. So stores are now saying, okay, well, this is a way to make money to top up. I don't don't know what it is. but. Yeah, it's, and even cafeteria-style ones, those are the best ones. I picked it out of the cupboard. I put it on my tray. I slid along the thing. I gave it to you. You rang it through, and you want 18%? You didn't even make the fucking sandwich. Nope. Yeah. No, I hear you, Kev. It's not right. Nope. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I got a tip. Okay, guys, I have an important topic. Okay. Did you ever wonder why dogs don't get lunch? Does that seem fair to you? That they only get, like, breakfast and dinner? Yeah. Uh, do you I, feed... I, do you, I fed them in enough in the morning and they're good. Well, anybody feed their dog lunch here? My dog died. He doesn't eat at all now. Wow. Well, maybe, my, maybe I, he died because you didn't feed him lunch. My my dog is like a incredible eater and like what she eats in the morning, probably what she should eat for the day. And I feed her twice, so she's getting over the mountain, she probably should. Let me turn this around on and you. And she's Jeff. eating kangaroo. <laughs> That's a whole nother subject, Dave. You're feeding your dog kangaroo? Kangaroo, yeah. There's there's no uh, reason for that. <laughs> no, there's reasons for it because they're all allergic to chicken and all this shit they put in the food. Whatever kangaroos like the next best thing where they have no allergic response. Well, hang on. Like hot dogs are like lips and snouts. Yeah, so you're know. feeding your dog lips and snouts and pouch. I haven't ate it myself, but uh, ever thought perhaps dogs got it right and we shouldn't be eating lunch? Because like, look, you know, no offense, guys. Looking around the table, like everybody could lose a lunch here every once in a while. If I could eat a kangaroo, I probably would. Not, not, not anything in his belly, but maybe just the kangaroo itself. And you know what? Cats can eat whatever they want, right? You just put the food down. They can have breakfast, lunch, dinner, buffet, whatever the fuck they want. They can do a lot of things to your house if you let them. I want to come back as a cat in another life. Oh my god, cat! I I can see you as a cat, John. You're an asshole. (laughs) Whose idea was it to fucking make cats like? house pets yeah. like give me something good they're nocturnal so they walk around you all night Let- they freaking their food stinks they got a litter box that you got to clean all the time they stick their ass in your face yeah they stick your yeah and let them go and if you decide well i'm gonna be one of those assholes <laughs> that let them go running around the, the streets on their own they well, end up shitting go. people's gardens which don't make them nice nice people so fertilizer fertilizer it's okay yeah well what if your neighbor's an asshole maybe they're doing you a solid <laughs> no they don't go to the asshole's place they go to the nice person's Damn. place but and imagine it, the kind of fertilizer coming out of Dave's cat no it's your dog what's eating the kangaroo what it's kangaroo food that you're feeding the it's dog not kangaroo food it's, it's the kangaroo 
It's, is the food. Yes. Yeah, I'm feeding my dog kangaroo. The food chain stops after the kangaroo. Are they not endangered or something? No. No. Now they get the dog gets up the box with me, but... <laughs> This is Ro from Browmeister Brewing Company on our fourth anniversary party here in Carlton Place, and you're listening to the CP Shit Show. Interview with a person starring John Edwards, played by Kevin Boyce, Jeff Hobson, or John Edwards. All right, so this week's interview with a person is an interview with 15 persons. All of these folks are candidates for the upcoming election in Carlton Place on October 24th. We were lucky enough to talk with 15 of the 18 candidates for mayor, deputy mayor, and councillor. Here's what that sounded like. Hi, my name is Aaron Nidvala, and I'm running for the position of councillor. I'm interested in walkability, bikeability, transit, growth without sprawl, and much, much more. If that sounds good to you, you can learn more about me at aaron4cp.ca. That's A-A-R-O-N-F-O-R-C-P dot C-A. Hi, my name is Andrew Tennant, and I'm running for deputy mayor. I uh, grew up in Carlton Place in Beckwith. Uh, I opened a construction company here about 12 years ago. I do masonry work. I've uh, been doing committee work for about 15 years uh, since I was in my 20s, and uh, I've also been involved in team sports for many years tend to get along with just about everybody and uh, I think that's uh, given me the ability to collaborate well with others and uh, I'd like to see the next four years focus on recreation and you'll be hearing more about that from me in the coming weeks. Thanks a lot. Hi, my name is Dana Comley and I am running for the position of a councillor for the town of Carlton Place. I'm a local parent, resident and business owner that has been involved in the town since I moved here 15 years ago and I'm looking for your support in the upcoming election. Hi, this is Doug Black. As many of you know, I am the mayor of our great town and proud of Council's accomplishments over the last four years. I feel very comfortable in my role as my only priority is what is best for the community. To the residents listening, it is my hope that I have earned your trust and seek your vote commencing October 17th. Thank you. Hello, Carlton Place. I'm Francois and I'm uh, running for Council. If you want somebody that's transparent, that have good communication and listens to people, please vote for me. Hi, I'm Jeff Atkinson, and I'm running for re-election as a councillor on Carlton Place Town Council this year. Why am I running again? Well, first of all, I think I've done a good job over the last four years and deserve to get re-elected. I've worked closely with my colleagues to uh, and this council, and I think we've done a really good job on actually starting to turn the ship around and helping the town really get a handle on all the growth that's happening so the town can start to push it in the right direction and make it work for everyone in the years to come. My name is Corio, and I'm running for Carton Place Council for the councillor position. I'm running because I want to be able to be part of the growth that's going to happen next three or four years, and we need to really have people that are going to be looking at smart thinking, smart planning around that, and also the other component is, is communication, how we engage with you, the citizens, about the core issues that face the town, and the next four years will be critical as we move forward, uh, and affordable housing, and those are just some of the things that I will be fighting for on behalf, uh, behalf of all citizens, um, and certainly to learn more, you can go to Vote Corey Earl um, on Facebook or CoreyEarl.ca. Hi, my name is Linda Secaspina, and I'm running for another term as councillor in the town of Carlton Place. I'm an anti-campaigner. I'd rather listen to community, but you know what? 
vote who, for who you want, but please vote for someone who loves their community. Thank you. Hi, my name is Mark Hinton. I'll be running for councillor in the upcoming Carleton Place election. I've lived in Carleton Place for the past six years, and I built my business here in Carleton Place. I've also had the privilege to sit on the board at the downtown Carleton Place BIA for the past five years and as the chair for the last two. As a resident business owner and chair of the downtown Carleton Place BIA, I believe I have the knowledge, experience, and passion to tackle the issues and make a real difference for the residents of Carleton Place. For more information on my platform, you can visit my Facebook page at Vote Mark Hinton. For you, the good listeners, I want to maintain fiscal responsibility while reinvesting in you. My name is Paula Villa. A vote for me is a vote for our CP. My name is Sarah Cavanaugh, and I am running for Carlton Place Council. I know the importance of leveraging what we have, what's already being done, and collaborating with other community groups and individuals to make progress in the common issues that affect us all. Through effective communication and properly defined processes, we can eliminate starting at the beginning each new electoral term. We need municipal representation with an eye on the big picture and a view of our identity as a community to ensure we reach our common goals. What my campaign is about is cultivating that community, making those connections, and moving the ball down the field. Current place in this moment is a boat letting exponential growth be the current pushing it forward. Let's pick up an oar and steer it in the direction that makes sense for our community. Hi, my name is Toby Randall, and I'd like to thank John and the guys for giving me this opportunity to speak to their podcast listeners directly. I was born and raised in Carlton Place and now live with my wife, Laura, and two of our five children in the heart of the town. I'm a first-term councillor in the town of Carlton Place, and this election, I will be running for mayor. As mayor, I believe in community engagement, collaboration, transparency, being accessible to the public, open communication, and above all, leadership. I'd like to thank you for your consideration at the polls on October 24th, and have yourself a great day. Hi everybody, my name is Todd Boyce and I'm running for position of councillor for Carlton Place for the 2022 election. A big concern everybody is the town's growing quickly, it's growing very fast, there's a lot of opportunities to come with that, but there's a lot of challenges. And what I feel is that the status quo, the way the town's been doing business for the last 35, 40, 50 years, it's not good enough anymore. We need to adapt. My name is Tracy Quissa and I am running for the position of councillor in the upcoming municipal election. I am a lifelong resident of Carleton Place. I grew up here and have raised my kids here. I'm an active volunteer and advocate, and my resume speaks for itself. I don't just talk the talk, I walk the walk. I have many roles under my belt that demonstrate my commitment to Carleton Place. As councillor, I'll continue to advocate for those who feel their voices are not heard and not counted. We need forward-thinking, resourceful representatives on council who are prepared to bring innovative industry that offers employment that pays livable wages. We need to protect our green spaces, promote our heritage, and bolster our tourism industry. Also, I believe our youth are an untapped resource, and we need to include their voice to provide opportunities for them to feel rooted in their community. I'm excited to be running for town council, and I welcome the opportunity to share my ideas with residents. I will work collaboratively and restoratively to bring prosperity to our beautiful town. My name is John, and I'd like your vote. Because for council I'm running and don't have much hope. You've heard all the others, both young and old. I fear I'm lagging behind in all of the polls. I've tried signs and shirts and meeting with business. 
Yes, now it's door to door like a Jehovah's Witness. But whatever I do, I can't crack the top five, and my campaign manager wants to lie down and die. So I'll make you a deal, good citizen of CP. Vote for Johnny in October, and your taxes shall not be. Note, candidate cannot invalidate property taxes as part of their mandate. Don't! Welcome to Diamond Dave's Beer of the Week. Hey, look, it's Diamond Dave in the house. Diamond Dave, tell me what you've been up to this week. Well, uh, last week, uh, Johnny and I, would, well, he got on the banana seat and uh, with me, and we went down to Sisfolder Brew Revolution. No lies. It was a bumpy ride. <laughs> That's right. We talked about the first thing that popped up. Okay, hold on. <laughs> All right, so you went to Brew Revolution in Stittsville. So tell us, what did you bring us back to uh, sample today? Well, I got a Walking on Sunshine. A light, malt-bodied New England IPA made with minimal bitter hops, a dry hopped with Eldorado, Idaho, and Amazak hops. An ABV of 6.2 and an IBV of 6. I'd be you of six. That is super low. So Dave and I did sample this when we were here, and it's a high alcohol IPA with a very low IBU. They don't put any hops uh, into the boil when they when they brew it. So it's there's no bitterness at all. Yeah, I'm it's, looking forward to tasting this. Yeah, it's it is sound, very unique. Sounds like it's going to be different. So John, mm-hmm. for our good listener and for myself, can you just remind us how the IBUs go up? So if you put hops in at the start of the boil. The boiling process extracts bitterness from the hops and imparts it as flavor into the beer. If you put the hops in at the end of the boil, it imparts the hop flavor, but no bitterness. And if you dry hop it, it gives a little bit of flavor. Dry hopping is after you've brewed. Um, and it puts a little bit of hops in the flavor and the smell. So it appears if the IBUs are extremely low like this, they've put either no hops in at the boil or all the hops have come at the end. Uh, So it doesn't impart any bitterness. So IBU means international bitterness units. This could be a hoppy beer, but not a bitterly hoppy beer. And that's what it is. It's a tasty hoppy beer and a very aromatic hoppy beer, but it's not bitter because they put them in way at the end and dry hopped. See, I would think that if it's got the six IBU, that it's not going to be very hoppy. But like you just said, that's not necessarily true. No, it's hoppy, but it's not bitter. So you got to remember that most IPAs, they'll put hops in from one end of the process to the other, and it cranks up the bitterness. It also cranks up the flavor. These guys cranked up the hoppiness, but only at the end. So it doesn't impart any bitterness. It just imparts flavor and aroma at the end. So it's it's weird. When Dave and I ordered it, I was like, I looked at the the menu and went, "This is their flagship beer, and it has six IBUs, and it's a an IPA that makes no sense." But as they explained to us, they put them all in at the end, so it's very different from a normal IPA. Well, should we give it a try? Yes, I or think we should. Anything else you want to discuss? No. So let me give you a backstory while you guys are drinking about this about the brewery. So the brewery was founded in 2019. It's located in the uh, Stittsville Mall. At uh, 6081 Hazel Dean Road in Stittsville. It's in that strip mall where the Giant Tiger is, the Royal Bank. Um, and the place and, where you can buy the alcohol. Exactly. Uh, so it was founded in 2019 by Matt Smith, Chris Lemieux, and Greg Jonah. 
they founded it, and then they uh, picked up a couple of brewers who uh, got their uh, post-secondary education in brew making. Uh, Josh Scott and Wes Burbage, and uh, together they have created Brew Revolution Beer. They're very um, music-centric in there, a lot of albums, a lot of uh, cool music-related stuff. They have live music all the time, and uh, all of their beers as you can see, have a uh, the forty five little uh, thing in the middle. It's I don't have think a name. is there even a name it's like for a it? Spacer. It's got to be. It's like yeah. the uh, needle centering. Yeah, spindle so, center. Spindle center. I think I like that. Pretty cool uh, venue. To uh... absolutely, and the, the music there is really cool. Um, so they originally had people playing music inside, but then COVID hit, so they they made them sit outside. So they sit on a little concrete uh, curb across the parking lot and play into the open thing because they've got the garage door openers that open the entire front of the brewery to the parking lot and they said ah they originally got some complaints from the neighbors but now the neighbors love it It, it's a great venue they had live music when dave and i were there beautiful day huge open they got a kitchen in there that serves up some um some simple food but really good and yeah great Great place to have a few pints uh, after work or on a Saturday, Sunday afternoon listen to some live music. So like panhandlers and buskers basically playing back towards the uh, the venue. I, cool. I don't know where they get them from, but yeah. Well, I, I was looking at this beer after we poured it, and uh, it seems to be, it's called uh, Walking on Sunshine, as you said. And it's uh, very hazy, kind of looks like orange juice, very nice bright white head on the top of it. Um, and it has a really great smell to it. Really, yep. really like the smell. Um, get this, uh, yeah, give this, as Kev say, get this, let's get this on the lips and down the throat, uh, because it's very different from an IPA that you've had before. I like it because it's not attacking you while yep. you're drinking it. This is a really nice IPA because you, it's kind of like an IPA on training wheels for the people that want to try and gateway into it, as we like to say, because it's got a, a really nice, pugnant, uh, smell to it um, you get the whole IPA experience without having that bitter taste at the end one of the big things that people who don't like IPAs don't like the bitterness and this one has all the hop aroma which is I love the smell of hops doesn't matter what kind it is I love the taste of hops but sometimes they can overload them at the start and the beer is so bitter you're it's it overpowers it so this is this is different than what i like i'm i'm a guy that likes um like a mad tom type of ipa that has a lot of hot bitterness but it's well balanced this beer doesn't have the bitterness but it isn't punching you in the face at the end with hops that are that are just there for oh let's crank the bitterness up type hops these are really tasty and they smell great hops so it's a different type of ipa than i'm used to but i i like it as well now remember when you guys first came back from this place the next day you were saying oh we you know we tried to eat this beer and we couldn't believe it was you know, six ibu you sounded like you weren't a hundred percent sure about it but now i'll let dave answer that one but i've changed my tune on it too i i when we left there definitely, i was like i'm not sure about this but definitely an easy drinking juicy beer for sure like a like a breakfast beer. Well, yeah, like a maso- what was it a mimosa or what? Mimosa, <laughs> mimosa. Yeah, you can classify it as that, I guess. As you guys know, like I'm not a huge IPA guy. I like them occasionally, more of a stout guy. But this one is an IPA that I really can get my head around. You know, I when I when I, when I peruse the LCBO and I want to look for a few beers, every once in a while I'll throw an, I, an IPA in the basket just to have uh, something different 
but I have to sort of be in the right mindset to have that beer. This one I could have any day, all day, any time of the week. Yeah, I find it, uh, my my opinion on this has really changed. When Dave and I went there, I had it. We talked to them about their flagship beer. And Dave and I kind of both looked at each other and went, oh, I don't know about reviewing this one. I'm not a huge fan of it. I had a flight of some other beers. They were decent too. We got a couple and brought them back. But drinking this tonight, I've really changed my opinion on this. I really like the flavor and the aroma and the fact that it doesn't have a lot of bitterness to it, which is different than the IPAs I generally like. But this is growing on me and I I can see why this is their flagship beer and one of their most popular ones. So is this one you can get in the LCBO or do you have to get it on site? Yep, they have. I think the Carlton Place LCBO has this. It's uh, They always have it on tap at Brew Revolution. And during the pandemic, I learned that they were initially going to open as only an on-site brewery. Come in, have beers on tap, go home. But as soon as the pandemic hit, they were like, people can't come into our restaurant and, and our brewery. We're going to be out of business. So they quickly pivoted to have beers out of uh, in cans and that. And so, yeah, you can get this uh, takeaway and uh, in their uh, location. Well, that's good to know because, you know, just like Florida, the pandemic is over here. So now you can go over to Brew Revolution and listen to their cool tunes, drink their great beer, and partake in some of their finger foods. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to start, I would definitely put this in the cart. I would not send it on the horse. I would drink this all day, every day. Jeff? Oh, yeah, that's going in the cart. This is This is a unique beer. I love the taste of it. Yeah, I'm the same. I will readily admit that my first impression of this was very wrong. Uh, is It's really enjoyable tonight. It's definitely going in the cart, and I would strongly encourage anybody to go over there and uh, check it out. The ambiance of their location is fantastic, too. Definitely in the cart, and if you're into double IPAs, they have some really good ones there, too, if you're up for that. Yeah, they have quite All a good. variety of beers there. What did they have? They had about a dozen or... yeah. 20 beers on tap it was it was wild and and really good food great servers and i can't say enough how much uh, an enjoyable afternoon that was checking it out except for the ride on the banana seat <laughs> there you go uh, good listener drop into brew revolution in stittsville and try the walking on sunshine ipa and uh one of their many beers that they might have on tap sounds like uh you could get a good flight going and have a great afternoon thanks again dave Hey you, you need something custom made out of metal? We're talking signs, logos, decorative screens, and so much more. If you can dream it, Laser Dave can make it. Laser Dave's Custom Metalworks. Find him on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Laser Dave's Custom Metalwork by email at laserdavesmetalworks at gmail.com or at 613-621-2440. Laser Dave's Custom Metalworks. So good listener. As you know, Jeff and I play in a band together, so we're big music fans. John is also a huge music fan. He just came back from a uh, Triumph reunion type weekend with one out of the three guys or something like that. And uh, <laughs> So specific. <laughs> as, we, as we banter around about, you know, songs and things that we like, we realize that, you know, music can be quite poetic at times. And uh, that got us thinking about poetry so do we know any? We thought, well, do we know any poets? And luckily, we do. We happen to have John's sister, Janet Edwards, in the house, a published poet. Janet, great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me here, you guys. Well, normally we just sit around here and drink beer, but tonight we're going to do a poetry. Can you believe that? What do you think of that, Johnny? That is very exciting. I've been waiting for this for like how many episodes? Have we had twenty-one. I've been waiting for this for at least twenty. I don't know about you, but I'm thinking, oh, you know what this podcast needs? 
more poetry, definitely. So we have a few questions we wanted to ask you, Janet, uh, with regards to your journey through the poetic jungle out there. Yeah, so we'll just fire away. How did you become uh, interested in writing? Well, uh, I wrote my first poem when I was 11 years old. Uh, John, I don't know if you remember, we had this old rickety green typewriter in our basement, and I started typing on that. Um, riveting stuff when I was 11 years old, stuff about my bedtime and the squirrels in the backyard, because that was my exposure. But as I got older and, you know, life experiences came about, what's what were those things? Oh, boys, of course, boys. Then I started writing about that. And as you were mentioning about music, I loved how poetry sounded musical. It, it just sounded so well put together and, and thoughtful. And it was a nice way to express myself. It was, uh, you know, I journaled a lot as a child. And I found doing that and writing poetry was just very cathartic. And I still feel like that today. So that's yeah. good, because I did enjoy reading your journals when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, that was you kept moving them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Janet, is poetry a big thing these days? It is and it isn't. Um, a lot of people, so I'm a bit more of traditional poetry where I like to rhyme. I love the poetry that rhymes. And again, because it reminds me of music, it sounds it sounds musical to me. Um, really big right now is prose, which just sounds like a long run on paragraph, which is also good. I, I do write like that too, but I prefer the rhythm of, of the words. Um, but it's popular more of ranting. A lot of People out there seem to just be ranting poetry and calling it poetry, which I mean, you know, to each their own, whatever they want to do. But I guess I'm more of a traditionalist when it comes to to writing where I I like the flow of it. I like the lyrical sound of it. So, well, that brings my next question. What makes a poem a poem? That's a great question. I think it's just whatever you feel is poetry to you. I think it's just individual. I think if, you know, there's no set limit. That's the beautiful thing about writing, about writing anything, writing poetry, writing books, writing novels, anything you want to write. It's how you feel about it at the end. It's, it's you know, if you got your own feelings out, your own thoughts out, you've written something, you've written poetry, so... Well, I was just going to say when Janet said that, you know, she liked rhyming poetry, I'm uh, more of a haiku guy myself, but uh, one of my most favorite modern day poets is Eminem. And uh, I just wanted to know uh, from Janet, who are some of your uh, favorite poets? My my very favorite poet is Dorothy Parker. Uh, she was big in the 20s and 30s, so going back many generations. And what I really liked about Dorothy Parker's poetry is she was very sarcastic uh, and very witty ahead of her time. Um, I mean, she was offending people back in the 20s and 30s, which, you know, back then you didn't write about things like death and you didn't write about, you know, hating your exes and this and that. It was just not proper, but she did it and she just, she didn't care. And I really, really love that about her. And she was one of the first poets I discovered when I was a teenager. And I try to, I, I'm inspired by her. Sometimes when I write, I, I read some of her poetry first just to get inspiration from her. She's very good. So why poetry and not other forms of writing? I'm a huge music lover. I love how um, it all comes together and poetry to me sounds like music. Um, I just thought it sounded so beautiful to put words together and I don't know, it just came out of me naturally and organically and I just kind of stuck with that. I have done some other writing. I, I've written some short stories. I struggle with that, but... Poetry seems to be what comes out of me a little easier. Where do you get your inspiration from? <laughs> life. Um, you know, things that go on in my life. Um, 
relationships and people around me, people I love, observing human behavior. Uh, a lot of it's homework too. I'm I'm enrolled at University of Toronto at a creative writing degree, so a lot of my poetry is homework kind of assigned to me. But when I'm sitting by myself, it's it's just things that are going around in my head and you know things I want to get out, things I want to maybe I can't talk about. We're not big talkers in the Edwards family. So, you know, you write about it or you drink about it. So I choose to write about it. Can you walk me through sort of, you've become a poet, you've decided to to write some stuff, you want to get it published, and then you get a book signing. How, how, did, how did that all come about? So I self-published on Amazon. And I didn't know you could do that. I did a little bit of research just to see because it just seemed to be the easier thing to do than finding publishing houses um, that are very competitive and they have hundreds and hundreds of submissions a year and, you know, they may not even get to mine until six years from now. So Amazon has a platform that you can publish yourself. You can set up your price. You can put the book together, use their cover creator, just make everything look the way you want it to look. So I went down that avenue. Um, And as far as the book signing at Indigo, I just winged it and I got in touch with the marketing manager there and just asked, you know, hey, do you guys ever do anything local with local authors? And she said, yeah, actually, we do consignment. We'll put your book on the shelves for 30 days as local author and we'll have you in at the end of that to do a book signing. So it was uh, it was really fun. I was surprised because Indigo and Chapters are very, very big. I didn't think that they would do that. So I, I really lucked out there. Okay, so it sounds like the the uh, book signing at at uh, Chapters Indigo went well. Where can um, our great listeners find you? It's still at Indigo in Barhaven, but not for very long because they do have a time limit. I actually think this week might be the last week. It's on the shelves, but you can get it on Amazon. So just go to Amazon in your search engine. Just put love and other atrocities and it will come up. I love that name. That's great. Thank you. Okay, so Janet, I've written something for the boys here, okay? Okay. You know, tell me what you think. Okay. Be honest, okay? Poem for the boys. John and Kev, you are my friends. My time with you, I like to spend. Diamond Dave, your bike shiny with chrome. You drank all my beer. Now go the fuck home. I love it. I'm not ready for a book signing yet, but... No, that's really good. I love it. I'd buy that. So I happen to have an extra copy of uh, Janet's book for our good listener, and we're going to do a little giveaway here. Janet, how would you like to give the book away? Well, why don't we have your listeners write in a haiku, and whoever has the best one gets the copy. So what is that? I don't even know what that means. So a haiku is a poem that uses the classic 575, which is five syllables for your first sentence seven syllables for your second sentence, and then five for your third one. Awesome. So yeah, best uh, would just send it into our uh, email address, which we'll tell you at the end because I can't seem to remember it right now as usual. So Janet, I was just wondering, um, we like we here at the uh, podcast like to drink beer and like to sample beer, like to review beer. Um, I do believe you, you tip a beer every once in a while. Can you tell me what is your favorite beer? Labatt 50. All right. Nice, yep. uh, nice having you come and visit. Sorry to, hear that. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. There's the door. <laughs> you know, that was the first beer I ever tried when I was actually 11 years old. Wow, a lot happened when I was 11. And that was what our dad drank and our grandfather drank. And I think it, I drank it out of nostalgia, not necessarily because it's good. Although, well, that's not true. It's, it's good if it's really, really cold. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pencil, pen, or laptop, how do you go about writing? You just pull out a notebook and... 
I usually write it out first, old-fashioned, pen and a notebook. Okay, so have you ever had your poetic license revoked? No, what does that mean? Do you believe in poetic justice? Yes. Well, it wouldn't be a poetry session without some actual poetry, so Janet, uh, if you've got a couple for us, take it away. Thanks, John. Um, I'd like to read one from Love and Other Atrocities, one of my favorites. Uh, It's called Damaged Toy. Big blue eyes, blood red tears, hair like blackberry jam, white dress on milky plastic, poised on her little tin can, tightly glued mouth, a chip on her cheek, shoes that won't clickety-clack, dust becoming a permanent guest, like the rusty old key in her back. Now, for your listeners who want to write in a haiku to win a copy of this, I can share with you my one haiku I put in here, too. Excellent, because I'm not 100% sure still what a haiku is, so an example would be good. The 575 was a good... The 575, right. Okay, so listen, when when I'm reading it, listen to the syllables in each 575, okay? I'll be counting along at home. What's a syllable? Oh, geez. So this haiku is called Temptress. Sinful seduction, wicked thoughts at wicked play. But apples do rot. See here the 575? Yes. That's what your listeners need to do. Haiku of any topic, 575 rule. Can you do one on the spot? No, I can't. You can do one about beer. Perhaps I could, but maybe not today. I'm visual. Let me take a look at that. Okay. Yeah, I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) They're not easy. They're the shortest poems, but they're very difficult. Yeah, when you started mm-hmm. reading, I didn't think it was going to be that short. I'm like, okay. It almost seems like poetry might be a little more complicated than putting together a podcast. You know, you guys could always try a limerick. It's five syllables, not five words, good listener. Five yeah, syllables. Five syllables. Seven but, syllables. But you know, the limericks, like the, there was an old man from Nantucket thing. I'm not, I won't say the whole thing, but obviously. Well, I've never know. heard that. Please finish it. I think poetry is whatever you want it to be. I mean, you can find poetry in anything you can I mean I love that you brought up Eminem like rap artists are the ultimate poets like that's poetry it's it's incredible rap music so Janet do you have any new books coming up do you have new book sightings do you have any uh what's what's come what's the future hold well I am working on my second collection of poetry um this summer I've been taking a bit of a hiatus from writing and I've been reading a lot which is also a good thing to do if you're into writing make sure you're reading a lot of books but um I do want to publish another collection of poetry and I do want to work on more short stories I've had two published in collections um so I would like to to keep doing that as well so how many things have you had published so far three I have had um, two short stories published. I've had a, I actually brought them with me. Um, Diary of a Mad Woman was a short story that I wrote. And Sammy Peters was a second short story that I wrote. And they were both published in a collection. Uh, and then my own poetry, which I self-published. You used to have a blog as well, right? I did. And I, I would like to get back to that too. That kind of fell off the off the sidelines a little bit but i i'd like to get back into that again too should do podcasting it's such fun yeah it is fun this is a lot of fun so amazon that's where they find you as far as your books yes yep amazon love and other atrocities thanks for stopping by thanks for having uh, me on guys yeah once your new book comes out we'll uh, have you back I can't wait to see what your listeners are going to send in for haikus. Who's gonna, who's going to grade these things? They, they have, they're going to have to come to you, and you're yes. going to say, "Yay!" Oh, nay, I'd or... love to see them. Yeah, absolutely. I have the book to donate, but I can't be the judge because the dirtiest one will win in my book. 
this one's funny. You get the book. Thanks for coming in, Janet, and uh, enlightening us on poetry and bringing your collection with you. And best of luck in the future. And keep listening to the podcast. Thank you so much, guys. You know what the best part of having a true poet on our show was it brought out the love of poetry with one of our guys here. That's right. Now, Don and Dave, whether you know it or not, is a massive poetry fan. And I am so waiting to hear this. Dave, tell us about the poem. Sonnet 18 is a typical English or Shakespeare sonnet, having 14 lines of iambic pentameter, three constraints followed by a couplet. It also has characteristic rhyme scheme. ABA, A. <laughs> Can you cut that and start at ABAB? AB, AB, CD, CD, EF, EF, GG. The poem reflects the rhetoric tradition of an Italy. Oh, Italy. Oh, I'd love to go there, but. <clears throat> Can we start a poem? I know I don't make a lot of work for you, Jeff, but I'm sorry. The poem reflects the rhetoric. <coughs> the poem reflects the rhetoric. <coughs> Someone say it for me. Rhetorical. Sorry. That's it. That's it. Okay. I just. The ne- neurons weren't firing. The poem reflects the rhetorical tradition of an Italian or. <coughs> we never talked about this word. Petr Charakin? Doesn't he play for Edmonton? Petrarchan Sonic. Okay. The poem reflects the rhetorical tradition of an Italian Petrarchan sonnet. It's by far my favorite Shakespeare poem. Amazing. Let's hear it, Dave. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May. The summer's leash hath all short a date. Sometime too hot an eye heaven shines, and often his gold complexion's dimmed. And every fair from fair sometime declines, by chance or nature's changing course, untrimmed. But the internal summer shall not fade, nor lose possession of that fair thou whoost, nor shall death drag those wanderers into the shade, when in eternal lines to time thou growest. So long as men breathe or eyes can see, so long lies this, and this gives life to thee. Here we are with our three-style and 30-second rant. You know what bugs me? Paper straws. Just think about these things for a minute. The thought was that we were going to save the planet by switching from plastic to paper. That seems like a good enough idea. But then they decided to ban the part of your disposable drink container that had the least amount of plastic. What. The. Fuck. What about the plastic cup? Or the plastic lid? It's like telling people you need to repaint your house so you slap a coat in the front foyer and call it a day? And don't even get me started about the quality of these things. They are weak, waxy, and dissolve in your drink and your mouth in a matter of minutes, making the enjoyment of your beverage like a Mission Impossible race against time before you're left with nothing but a soggy noodle. Kind of reminds me of last Saturday night after too many beer. Uh, Anyway, good job, team. You replaced the teeny tiny sliver of plastic with maybe the worst invention in human history. Slap yourself on the back for a job well done. And then hop right back onto the drive-thru for your fifth Starbucks treat this week. Plastic cup, plastic lid, paper straw and all. Well done.
And that's what's bugging me. You know what bugs me? High-waisted jeans. They're back in style, and they look ridiculous. They've been resurrected from the 80s, and I don't know whose idea it was. Basically, it makes the person look like they've got a 6-inch torso and 77-inch legs. Do yourself a favor, lose the high-waisted jeans. Not everything retro is cool. The only thing I want to see high and wasted is Diamond Dave, and that's what bugs me. And now filling in for the injured Kevin Boyce, Diamond Dave. You know what's bugging me? All these new cars with the automatic dimmers. What happened to good old days when, you know, you saw light coming upon you over the crest of the hill where they dimmed their lights? Nope. Nowadays, the lights are on until they come over the hill and blind the fuck out of you so you can't see whatever the fuck you're doing, and then they dim. Thanks for technology. That's what's bugging me. That's what bugs us. What bugs you? Drop us a line. Well, that's it. That is the end of another episode. It was a beautiful, classy episode, as we do here at the CP Shit Show. That's all we do here is class, Jeff. That's all we do. We do it a lot better without Kev, don't we? hey <laughs> Don't forget to pick up a copy of Janet's book, Love and Other Atrocities, on Amazon.ca. And always, you can reach out to us at all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Our handle's always the same. That CP Show. And we love email, thatcpshow at gmail.com. So don't forget to send in your best haiku to our email at thatcpshow at gmail.com or message us on any of the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Our handle's the same across the board, thatcpshow. Thanks to Diamond Dave for uh, heading out to Brew Revolution and picking up some delicious walking on sunshine. Get out there if you get a chance. It's a great place. And we're looking forward to seeing Dave next time with whatever beer he's bringing in because we never know what it is. And a big thanks to all the candidates for municipal election in Carl Place for coming on the show and being great sports about that. And thanks again to Kev for not showing up because we get to do things our way, didn't we, Johnny? We did, and my God, it was efficient. Yes, it was. Hey, you dirty skids, keep your hands off our kids. Hey-o. Woo! All right, guys, thanks for uh, listening. We'll see you next time on the CP Shit, Shit Show. Show. Yeah. It's like somebody just found words to mesh together to make some kind of meaning out of it. It doesn't mean anything.